Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Hey there. Thanks for joining again. This is Mystical Motherhood's uh, episode number five, and we're going to continue our journey of creating a happy and conscious family this week and go back into conscious conception, but go further into the ancient yogic philosophies and technologies of bringing down a child. Most of this information has not been put out uh, on a massive scale And it's so important and incredibly fascinating for people to understand and know. So I'm so excited to share it with you. It comes from the ancient Kundalini Yoga heritage, and I'll be sharing a lot of information and quotes directly from Yogi Bhajan, a man who came from India to share um, the secret lineage of Kundalini Yoga to Americans and to the West, and it really made it public. And I use it as a meditation and as a way of living. And so I'm really excited to share some details about that. You can follow along in the book, Mystical Motherhood, available on Amazon. You can also follow along in different ways on um, mysticalmotherhood.com. There's all kinds of videos and downloads for you to that really takes you step by step through the process of fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and beyond. Today, we're going to go over about four different things. First off, I want you to know why it's important to be ready to conceive a baby and specifically why you need to be ready for pregnancy. Then I'm going to go into the steps of getting ready to do that. You know, the steps of being healthy for pregnancy, which is what we've gone over in other podcasts. It's always a continuation, but just some reminder points about health and meditation. Then I'm going to go directly into conscious conception on the day you conceive your child, the sexual act. And then finally, I'm going to take you step by step on the beliefs of how the baby is affected in the womb month by month using ancient yogic um, techniques and belief systems to improve your pregnancy. So going back to number one, in order for you to consciously conceive, you need to be ready. Most of the pregnancies in this world right now are not planned. So if you think you might get pregnant another time or you're planning on getting pregnant right now, I always am bringing up ways to plan for this better. So in other previous podcasts, I've had you talk to your partner or actually connect to yourself or really improve your health. And we'll go into that more, but I want to read a quote directly from Yogi Bhajan. Um, He's the master of Kundalini Yoga. And he brought a lot of information about how to live a healthier life to the West when he moved here from India in the 1960s about... And this is a quote he said about pregnancy. Yogi Bhajan said, It is absolutely wrong to be pregnant when you are spiritually, mentally, emotionally, or physically unprepared. It has been estimated that in a very fast society, 80% of all conceptions happen by chance. 
It is a very sad situation. To be very frank and honest, it will ruin the IQ of your child up to 33%. One third of the possible IQ of the child, his potential health, his faculty of creativity, and his intelligence to deal with his personal security will be ruined if the mother was physically, mentally, and spiritually unprepared to conceive the child. And it will be a loss of another 20% if the father is similarly unprepared. Before it happens, the pregnancy should be totally, emotionally, characteristically, and analytically, materially, physically, mentally, and spiritually discussed, planned, and noted down. So everything you think, feel, eat, and environmentally put yourself around while you're pregnant will be transferred to the child. And you can literally enhance the DNA of the baby inside of you while you're pregnant. So you can, you could have a child that could come through you and you could potentially pass on all the different issues and problems that your parents gave to you. Or you can do it incredibly consciously and clear the karmic background of this child and, and enhance the destiny of the child within you and also call down a really powerful soul. So in motherhood, I mean, this is something that's really not out there. You have a lot of power to change this world. And if you're planning on getting pregnant, it's not that long of a period to take the time and energy to plan it and do it right. So what he's saying in this quote is the IQ of the child will be decreased by 33% if the mother's not prepared. And then by another 20% if the father's not prepared. So that's over 50, about 53% decrease in the IQ of a child. And there's a lot of other issues that happen. Obviously, you know, the mother may not be nutritionally prepared or so the the baby will suffer with um, nutrient deficits, all kinds of issues. So being ready to have a baby, looking at the whole picture, looking inside of yourself and connecting that mind, body, spirit, energy, it's not only going to help you get pregnant, and increase your fertility, but it's also going to help your child. And I'm always providing new ways to do that. And I did that in previous podcasts and I will continue to, but I really wanted to put that quote out there so that we all understand, you know, how important it is when you're actually conceiving a child. And I think this is missed in modern medicine is people just get pregnant and they're like, okay, here you go here, you know, start, let's start checking your blood pressure and handing you a basic prenatal pill and you're out the door. And I think we miss so much of pregnancies, all of the different details in the psychology and the environment of, you know, that you're in and all of these things are important. So if you're trying to consciously conceive, obviously in previous episodes and in future episodes, you'll be able to learn more about uh, nutrition and the importance of that. It's, uh, that's a, there's a whole episode number one's all about that. Meditation can change the child. And I, I encourage you to start a meditation practice before you become pregnant. I'll speak a little bit about Kundalini yoga and why I like it a little bit later, but I think it's a great type of meditation because it's fast, effective, and easy and fun. And I have over 20 illustrated drawings in my book, Mystical Motherhood. Um, And before you become pregnant and while you're pregnant, you really want to get your life in order. You want to look at your job. You want to look at your friends. You want to look at your, the environment you're living in. You want to make sure all these basic needs are met so that when you bring this child in, you're prepared to bring another life into this world and not take it lightly. So 
having that mind, body, and spirit connection can completely change the child. And and know that, know that you have the power to create a magical and brilliant child just by working on yourself. It's really never about anybody but you. And it's important that you understand that before you become a mother. I want to talk a little bit about conscious conception on the day that you actually conceive the child. And, um, I will go into, again, I've done, I've we have talked about this and we'll continue to go over it so everybody understands really. So there's on the day when you're in your fertile window and you know you're ovulating or even if you're getting um, treatments and you're doing this um, through technology, through whatever form, you know, you're bringing this child down, you want to make the day that you become pregnant in an amplified event because you, you want to amplify your energetic field and feel really good on that specific day. So in the way, if you're doing this by having sex with a partner, I'm just going to talk about it that way, but you can also take some of these techniques if you're bringing down a child in another manner. So people think for if they're going to have a baby that they sh- during the fertile window, they should have sex multiple, multiple, multiple times. I disagree. I think they should have sex one time and make it very, very, very amplified and special event. And I call it the 72 hour window of time. So in that period of time before you guys have sex, don't let your partner masturbate or let his semen go because you want his semen to be potent and strong because the way the semen hits the ovum creates the energetic frequency, base frequency of the child. And there's more information in my book and mystical motherhood all about that. So you want that to be a strong event. And in that window, you're going to kind of fall back in love with your partner and you really want your minds, bodies, and souls to be completely aligned. So if you're having any issues with each other, if you're having um, any problems, uh, any concerns, or he's concerned, you guys need to work it out before you actually conceive the child because it's all going into this energetic event. And more and more over time into the future, I know that we're going to find that everything is energy. And so why wouldn't the event of you know conceiving be an energetic event you know, it's a very special process. So make it special. So in that 72 hour window, when you know you're going to be fertile, you can plan out the time you're going to have sex. So let's say it's on, let's pretend it's on a Saturday. So three days before that event, you're going to flirt with your partner. You're going to text your partner. You guys can go to, you know, dinner, you can give each other massages, but don't have sex until that special day. And when you have sex in that day, make your, your body a temple, Make your home a temple. Close all the doors of your bedroom. Clean it up. Light candles. Make it a special event. And personally, make sure you feel as good as possible. So you want to feel... um, You could go on a hike. You could go uh, have a bath. You could go to yoga. You could meditate. Especially meditate. It's very important if you have a practice of that, or just deep breathing, anything that makes your auric field amplified. And then you don't want to go to dinner and then do this. You want, you know, in ancient yogic times and, and with Tantra, you have, when you have sex, 
you don't have sex on a full stomach. In Western, I mean, it actually takes away your energy when you do that. So don't ever do that. But specifically, don't do that when you're going to conceive your child, hopefully. So at the during the sexual act in my book, I lay out exactly the way to touch each other to amplify your fields, your energies, or just, you know, to come into balance together as a couple. Specifically, there's a certain um, order of how to touch each other, and you'll have to buy my book to find that because it's too much for information for me to go over right now, but it lays it out for you. And then after you have the, you know, you have sex, then lay with each other, meditate. Um, and I provide even more things you can do, but make it into the sacred, holy experience. And if you're slightly in touch or even, you know, very in touch. You may know that you actually conceived. I knew when I conceived my children, I, I, I called the children down and you should too. Should you just say in your mind, I'm ready for you to come down. And it's like, you'll just know that this, that you're ready to bring this child into you. So Mark, make sure you mark that day down because now I want to talk about the different, um, according to ancient yogic te- technology and, and belief systems, you know, the different months of pregnancy and what they all mean and how you can amplify your child and create a brilliant child in the womb. So let's say on that date that you consciously conceived. And just so you know, that is section, um, I want you to know. So if you're following along in mystical motherhood, that's section nine of the book, it's called the art of conscious conception through sex or fertility treatments. And if you are doing a fertility treatment, you can still make yourself feel really, really good on that day and, and increase your energy and connect with your partner in the same, same way. And then, um, make it a really, really holy event. So on when you, so then let's say you became pregnant on that day. And thank the Lord, right? So you're you're so thankful. You marked the day down and you find out you're pregnant. Now you need to understand how important your pregnancy is because I guarantee that your medical practitioner isn't isn't telling you these things because I am a a medical practitioner and I know what they do in the clinics. I know that they take your blood pressure. I know that they check your baby and I know that you're out the door in 15 minutes. So I'm going to tell you something differently. I'm going to say that the emotions you're feeling, the environment you put yourself in, the thoughts that you, you think and the belief systems that you have will all be passed on to your children. And you can change your child and you can change yourself by changing your thoughts, beliefs, emotions, and environment. It's amazing. And you have so much more power than you even know. And in this podcast, I'm going to give your power back and I want you to take it. And I want you to realize that pregnancy is so magical and we've lost the art of motherhood and like the power of this, this beautiful experience. So here's a quote from Yogi Bhajan. You learn more from 120th day to the seventh month than you learn in 70 years of your life. What he means is in the ancient yogic texts, they said that the soul will come into the body in pregnancy of the baby on the 120th day. So that means... And then from the day that you conceive with fertility treatments or through sex to the 100 up to the 100 and then 120 days after that. So that's the first day is when the soul will come down. So from 
I know this is this is way out there and you probably never heard of this, but you might as well just listen this out and because you might as well feel good on that day. It cannot hurt. So the day you conceive, you mark down, let's say February, about four months later on the 120th day, according to yogic philosophy, that's when the soul comes in. So on that specific day, you want to make yourself feel, again, feel really, 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 really good. Because on that day, what the ancient yogis believed is there are thousands of souls that want to come down to earth. And the whatever frequency you're running, so if you're feeling really, really negative, or you're feeling really, 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 really positive, or somewhere in the middle, you're going to attract a soul on the same um, frequency or capacity that you're running on that day. And they'll all, if you imagine, there's all these thousands of souls in the ethers, right? One of them is, or two, if you have twins, is going to be fighting to get into your body on that specific day, according to the yogis. And you need to feel really, really good. And if you even don't believe this, and this feels like, oh, this is all silly. I don't know what she's talking about. Well, it can't hurt to feel good. So you should always be feeling good when you're pregnant. So even if you don't believe it, just take a chance. Trust me on this and just say, oh, I'm about my 120th day. I don't really know for sure, but this whole week I'm going to feel really, really, really good. If you want to go really, really into it on that 100 and you do believe this and you're going a hundred percent with me on that 120th day. I want you to do the following. You need to have a party with your friends. You can do a, I, I, I did a, I mean, you can do a blessing way party. I have that listed in my book, but you just want to make yourself feel like a queen. Everybody should come to you and you, you can feed your guests that come in or they can feed you and you can do a henna ceremony or you could do flowers or you could go on a walk in nature. It's just like that day, you should feel like a queen. You could spend that day meditating. You could go on a hike, maybe get a massage, something special so that you are calling down a really, really high soul. So you have the power to attract the type of child you want. So from the day of conception to the day, 120th day, you're talking to a soul outside of your body. So you're basically saying, if you're wanting to bring down a healer, a scientist, somebody who's going to write an amazing philosophy, you know, philosophy book or a teacher or somebody who's going to create new technology, anything you can think of that'll absolutely change this planet, you have the power to attract that. You are so powerful. So begin to create a connection to this being that's outside of you. And then once on the 120th day, now that child is within you. And you'll feel a difference. And your partner around four to five months will actually pick up on that difference. So you have to understand that from the 120th day until the day of birth, the mother creates the neuronal or the neuron patterns that will affect the child for the rest of his or her life. The time in the womb is by far the most important time of a child's existence because it creates the template that will affect the child's tendencies and patterns for the rest of its life in all the years to come. Wow. That's so amazing and so powerful. So I know I've talked in previous podcasts that you're always supposed to keep a connection to this child, right? You're, this is before you become pregnant. And then when you conceive, you connect, um, you're still talking to the child. And then when the child's in the womb. So just to repeat again, from, 
from up until the 120th day, you're talking to a child outside of you. And then on that specific day, according to the ancient yogic texts, one soul, one powerful soul that the type of frequency you're running, you'll pick up and you'll bring that child in. And then from the 120th day, around four months until you deliver, you'll be speaking to the child inside of you. And everything you think, say, do, feel, or have these you know, these patterns within you will all be passed on to your child. So that's who, why you are, who you are. I mean, if tendencies come up in your own life, it's because it's, it's from your mother. And that's why the relationship with our mothers is, is so, so important to understand. So when you're talking to your baby in the womb after the 120th day, you need to give the baby specific details about your schedule about your home, about your neighborhood, where you live, where you walk, what you do, about the chores you do throughout the day, your relationships and your feelings about life. So an example of this would be, you know, you're speaking to the baby and you're like, this is a dishwasher. And this is how we put our dishes in, um, in this machine when you come here on earth. This is, um, I brush, you know, I clean the floors or I have somebody else come clean the floors. This is her name. Uh, This is where I work. I love to do these kind of activities. And you can say this out loud or you can say it in your mind, but you're just constantly creating a dialogue with this child within you. Because even if you don't believe that this will change the child, I guarantee you it will increase the bond for you. And so that you're already prepared, it'll almost prepare you to become a mother much faster, which is really, really powerful. I was doing another podcast on for another woman this week, and she said, Well, can you prove? Is there any scientific studies to prove that you know you can actually talk to your child? And I said, No, there's not. But because you can't prove that. There, I mean, we can't, I can't for sure prove to you that you can increase the intelligence of your child because we there's no way to measure how much one mother talks to her child compared to another and the intelligence of those child the, those two children with all the other factors that are involved in it but i can tell you what does it feel like inside of you what does it intuitively feel as a mother if you begin to speak to your child and create this type of relationship what do you think would happen I mean, we've never done this before on earth. This is new. I didn't know this. And I could say I'm a somewhat conscious individual. And I've also practiced in the birth world and in medicine for years. And no one in the clinic or in school or in any education system ever told me to tell the patient that their emotions matter in pregnancy. But I'm telling you right now, they do. And I'm going to change that. So I want to give you a quote by Yogi Bhajan. He said, When a mother is pregnant, the kind of soul she can accept depends on her mental attitude. And then there is another beauty within this realm of your belly, which is your pregnancy. You can totally transform the soul. The soul is pure and has nothing to do, but the subtle body carries the karma of the previous life. A mother can totally purify the subtle body. So what he means is during pregnancy, if you decide to meditate, you can clear the, you can change the characteristics and destiny of the child, and you can clear the karma of the child while the child is in the womb through mantra, through meditation, through a spiritual practice, and specifically also through prayer. 
And I'm not being hokey pokey or weird. A prayerful pregnancy is an awesome pregnancy. Why not feel good? It's a really practical pregnancy and it's about conscious motherhood and a, to- and a totally new way approaching life in general, right? So I had to tell you my story so you can kind of relate to all this. So I didn't know about all these things before I wrote this book, but I sure wish I would have because it would have made everything mean make a lot more sense. On my first baby, I didn't know anything, but on my second baby, I knew a little bit more. And I, you know, I began to implement different changes, but I didn't know that the child came in on the 120th day, but I did experience a change around four months with my second. I specifically remember with my second pregnancy because I began to become obsessed with something called Kundalini Yoga and Meditation, which is all in my book. But I really didn't know what it was until around the fourth month of pregnancy with my second child. And I realized now, looking back, that that child brought that interest with her. And each child will bring their, I mean, that's the kind of soul I brought down. And each soul you bring down will bring their own characteristics into your life and will change your family. So maybe the soul will like horses or dogs, or maybe the soul will need a lot of money. And so it'll bring money into your life. But each soul brings their own gift or maybe not a gift, but they'll bring something to your family and change the dynamics. And for me, Around the fourth month of pregnancy, likely when the soul came in, I began meditating. I would wake up every single morning and I didn't even know why. And I found a chant from Kundalini Yoga. I found something online and I began chanting something called the Japji and the long ekankars, first long ekankars and then the Japji. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it doesn't matter. Just imagine somebody who had never meditated before gets up in the morning consistently and almost like something else was taken over my body. And I just began praying and chanting. And I, after the child was born, I became a teacher of Kundalini yoga. And now I'm here teaching you. So that just shows you like, I went from absolutely not knowing anything from my completely changing my life with this practice of Kundalini yoga and meditation. I like it because it's super fast. It makes me feel good. And it's a technology. I kind of, I kind of you know, compare it to a smartphone. So like you put in a little code, you do it really quick and it just makes you feel it, you know, increases, amplifies you quickly. Like you would when you update your phone. That's how I can, that's how I can think about it. But what this child did is she changed me (laughs) by coming in and I didn't know at the time that meditating during pregnancy and thinking good thoughts throughout the day was super important, but she made me realize that because I began persistently doing it naturally. So if you don't know how to meditate or you don't know where to start and you're feeling really guilty and you even about previous pregnancies, don't, um, just know that you can tell, you can tell a friend if you have somebody who's pregnant about meditating in pregnancy or thinking good thoughts. If you didn't do it with your last pregnancies, don't feel bad. I didn't do it with my first one. And if you're going to have a pregnancy in the future, start now. And I recommend Kundalini because it's fast and it's easy and it's fun. I mean, I keep repeating that, but I, I, I mean it. Just give it a try. If you can't find a local teacher, you can get some 20 illustrated guides in my, on my book, Mystical Motherhood. And you can also just Google research Kundalini Yoga. So one final thing I want to go over during the time of pregnancy, 
we've gone over a lot. We've gone over, you know, how your thoughts, emotions, and feelings can affect the baby. We've gone over the importance of meditation. We've gone over talking to the baby, you know, specifically talking to the baby outside of you before the 120th day and then inside of you um, from that point forward. And then I want to talk about the, the importance of the seventh month of pregnancy. The time between the 120th day and the seventh month is the most important period during your pregnancy because it forms the fundamental personality of the child. If the mother, so if you're incredibly reactive, the child will likely be reactive too. Any neurosis that you have or any glitches that you have as a mother will be passed onto the baby, especially during this period of time. The people and personalities that you are with during this period of time, the emotions that you feel and your environments and surroundings all matter. And another important thing about that time especially if you're having a boy, listen to this at the end of the sixth month and the beginning of the seventh month is is a time that Yogi Bhajan, um, called the acid bath. And again, this is ancient yogic technology. Um, and it's not out in the public on a, but I'm trying to put it out there. So what the acid bath is, is, and this is actually a hormonal bath that is, can be found in textbooks. It's not unusual, but this is the, what the yogis call it is the acid bath. And during this window's hormones that were once needed in primitive times for hunting and gathering cover the brain. These hormones literally desensitize the male and energetically freeze half the brain and create a primitive reactions that are no longer required in modern society. This only happens to the male child, but because the female child doesn't receive those hormones and, and because of that, she's more connected, she's more intuitive and she's more sensitive So basically what's this saying is that during about this, around the sixth month is this thing, the hormonal wash called the acid bath. And so it literally was important when we had to go and be hunters and gatherers. And so the men would be able to leave the tribe and not become as sensitive or intuitive as the woman. And you know, the difference we all do it. We can see it in modern times, but we don't need that anymore. And so the woman, as a woman, you can stop this period of this, this hormonal wash specifically with this one meditation called the Adi Shakti meditation. And you can find it online. If you Google Adi Shakti, you can also find it in section 18 of my book, mystical motherhood. It's a specific meditation. If you do it for the male, it will, it will stop that acid bath hormonal, the, the effects of the, um, of that hormonal wash. If you use this meditation for a woman, it will change, or if you have a baby girl, it will change the destiny and increase the destiny of the baby girl. So sometimes we go through life just living out patterns and never really doing what we came to earth to do. But if you want your baby girl to come to earth and do what she really was meant to do, she should do, you should be doing the Adi Shakti meditation 30 minutes a day. 31 minutes a day. I mean, that would be great, but even doing 11 would be great. And I'm not going to go over it in this podcast. It's too hard. You actually have to see me in a video, but I will put a video of the Adi Shakti up on mystical motherhood so you can find it, or you can get it in my book. Other mantras you can play is the Puta Mata Kia Asi. It is awesome to invoke protection around the child. The mantra, a call, A-K-A-L, helps the soul adjust 
and is important to play in the background after the baby's born or transitioning. So it's like a call is life and death. So that's a really, really powerful mantra. There's any of these mantras are really, really, you know, beautiful to play. And I, if you just Google Kundalini yoga mantras, that's another form of meditation that you can use while you're pregnant. I want to finish with one more quote from Yogi Bhajan before we end this. Yogi Bhajan said, it has been found that in 60% of all pregnancies, the woman suffers physical and mental setbacks. This is quite a serious situation. It has also been found that it doesn't matter how educated our society is. 40% of the children suffer setbacks of an unprepared pregnancy. Normally, there are tremendous changes which bring deficiency of character of a child when a woman who is not mentally prepared to handle pregnancy or married life uses the pregnancy and the child as a tantrum to get away from responsibilities. This gives such a weak mind to the child. She damages the child to the extent of making him insecure for up to 60% of the rest of the life. So basically what this quote is saying is pregnancy should be taken really seriously. It is a sacred and it's a holy job to bring new souls onto this planet. So don't use your children as an excuse to not live your own life fully. Because, I mean, I see a lot of moms doing that. I've been in mom's groups and and maybe the mom will say, oh, I can't, who has time to read a book? Or how do you have time to do so much? Or I couldn't do that. I'm taking care of my kid all day. Or I can't get a job because I have to do this. Or I can't, you know, get out of the house because I have to take care of my child. And they use the children as an excuse to almost, you know, not succeed in their own life. And when they do that, they're not only making themselves an issue, but they're making the child insecure because the child will learn from the mother. So after you have your child, don't ever use the baby as an excuse not to live your life fully because... The child learns from you. You are the number one person that the child's going to go to up until the age of three. And you have such an effect on this baby and you create its complete characteristics. So if you have a child that after it's born and it's a complete terror, I guarantee it's not the child. I guarantee it's you who needs to be looked at and needs to work on your own issues. And, And it's not bad. I mean, we all have our own issues. Trust me, I've worked through mine. I know it's so hard being a mom when you see them crying and you look right at them and, and you're like, what, what did I do? And you, you can't blame them. You just really have to look at your own. What are you feeling in that moment? What are the emotions you're putting off? Because if you change the environment, the child's going to change. So if you understand, if women in this world healed their own neurosis and their own insecurities within two generations there would be no war on earth that's what yogi bhajan said within two generations we could clear the war on earth because we birthed the children into this world so your frequency and your energy matters because the simple act of self-love and reverence for creating new life can expand out so much further than you because you have no idea clean cleaning this one generation so that this generation can go on into the future and birth new generations imagine what it'd be like if every single woman across the planet or even thousands of them really worked on themselves enough during the time of pregnancy it would just 
multiply out into thousands and hundreds and thousands of people being affected because each person that you birth or each child is going to have their own family and their own friends and their own environment. And then you, you already changed it all. That's your power. Um, I'm going to go into so much more in this podcast episodes. I am, I'm so excited to bring you all this ancient and, um, amazing information. So this week or this podcast I'm about to end, but I want to just repeat what we went over. So you remember we went over why it's important to be ready for your pregnancy and, you know, the steps of getting there through health, through meditation, through nutrition. We went over conscious conception on the day you actually, um, conceive the child through ancient tantric, um, practices of increasing your auric field and feeling really good. And then we talked about the different phases of pregnancy. So from an ancient yogic perspective, and we did a lot of quotes and um, background knowledge on why these belief systems are deemed true. So about we talked about connecting to the child within you and without you um, through meditation, through prayer, through conscious communication. And that's a lot of information and just... I want you to just leave knowing how powerful you are again. I can't even say this. I mean, I hope through this series of podcasts or through my videos, which you can find on YouTube, that you can find more information. And I hope I, I, I hope that you can begin to recognize with that within yourself how powerful motherhood is and how powerful conscious motherhood is. I look forward to seeing you in further episodes as I take you step by step through the path of of bringing children onto this planet in a totally different way and always improving yourself along the way. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us this week for another amazing episode. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or share it with a friend. If you have any questions or concerns, please send them into mysticalmotherhood.com and I would love to address them. I hope